Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and discover how to win the crown. Today, Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, and myself, we are covering the life of Victoria Mendoza. Victoria won her title, Miss World America 2015, at the age of 20. And from there, she traveled to Sanya, China for the Miss World 2015 competition. And you'll have to keep listening to see how she did. Growing up in a minority family, Victoria's parents instilled in her the values of hard work, discipline, and perseverance. Victoria was a broadcast journalist from Arizona PBS, but now enjoys utilizing her communication skills to sell uh, real estate. And through beauty pageants and broadcast journalism, Victoria's main goals are really to utilize these avenues to inspire others to also adopt a giving, philanthropic mindset and lifestyle. And her pageant journey, role model, life motto, special talent, and her next pageant are all going to be unveiled in this podcast. So keep on listening. That's a mouthful. Victoria (laughs) Mendoza was born in El Paso, Texas, but grew up in the heart of Phoenix, Arizona. She is the middle child of an older brother and a younger sister. Her fourth additional sibling growing up was her dog, Oliver. And Victoria lived in a very loving family of Mexican descent. And her parents have been together for almost 30 years now. And that's something to brag about, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. And her family was very close and they enjoyed doing many activities together, including fishing, playing sports, spending lots of time outdoors. From skiing in the winter to boating in the summer, Victoria grew up very humbly blessed with her family. Hmm. And one of Victoria's passions includes her love of dance. She was a competitive dancer for eight years and loves ballet, jazz, and hip-hop. Not only that, but she also taught herself to play the piano. She dances recreationally and for fun as it, it still remains her hobby. The one thing Victoria wished she knew when she was younger was to enjoy the opportunity that surrounded her. From a young age, she would always look forward to the time when she was older. And whether this be at 12 years old wanting to be a teenager or a teenager wanting to be adult, it seemed that life was never moving fast enough. She has learned to slow down and enjoy each moment, embracing each day and period in her life in the moment. This mindset allows her to enjoy her favorite books, listen to pop music, and enjoy her favorite food, which is tacos girl same uh-huh right mm-hmm. oh my gosh i had the most amazing shrimp quesadilla the other day from a food truck uh-huh oh my gosh and i, I only say this because she brought up tacos yeah. so how would i not talk about it but it was um it was quesadilla with cheese and peppers and shrimp with a little like mexican crema oh my gosh mm. it was ridiculous there is something Sorry. just really i don't know it's just fun about the food truck like the best lobster roll i ever had was in uh iceland on a food truck Oh, and it was just like, I mean, it was, it was glorious and just right out of a food truck. I was like, oh, okay. And there's just uh, in New York, we, you always have to hit up a food truck truck in New York when you go, but I don't know, just something about Did it. Did you try a non-food truck Icelandic lobster roll for comparison? I did not. I'm did curious not. to know if the lobster is just different, but I mean, you've, you've been to Maine, right? And you've had a lobster mm-hmm. roll there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Maine lobster probably some of the best lobster in the world, too, but yeah. I'd be curious 
comparison if the truck really is what made it better. You know, and there's, I mean, okay, there's a lot of other factors that go into it. You're in Iceland versus like Maine, which is like an hour drive from me here in Boston. Um, You know, it could have been the, how hungry was I at the time? But it was glorious. But there is this one amazing lobster stop lobster place in uh, Portland, Maine. And what is it? It's like Mike's Lobster or something. But the whole restaurant is like red. And I have like neon red signs with lobster. It's right there in the the heart of, of Portland. So those of you that's been to Portland probably knows what I'm talking about. But it's it's phenomenal. It's really great. Well, stay tuned for next week when we launch our new <laughs> podcast, Pageant Food Planet. Yes. Yeah, so what to eat after competition. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Victoria, her parents, uh, they did a great job of not focusing on physical appearances. As she got older, she realized her family was beautiful inside and out. Pageants were not something that she thought her parents would approve of as they do have a stigma of only being about outer beauty. However, when her parents realized how pageants focus on academics and interview, the whole family was on board. Hmm. Growing up as a minority, Victoria's parents always wanted her to strive in her dreams, and this usually meant also developing her education. She always knew growing up that she was going to go to school, get a degree, and get a job that she loved to do every day. Victoria's persistence and admiration for education and academics propelled her to receive a scholarship to attend Arizona State University. She was the first generation in her family to attend, and I think that's a huge accomplishment, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Before Victoria was a beauty queen, she was a journalist. Even in high school, she was an anchor of her school's morning show, and this is where she fell in love with telling stories. She graduated high school at top of her class and then continued to make the dean's list every single year. She attended Arizona State University for broadcast journalism and mass communications. Same. (laughs) And after graduating, she had a fulfilling job on Arizona PBS. This meant she was seen throughout her state sharing stories from the Las Vegas shoot to shopping local to the Arizona opioid health crisis. And before going on air each time, she was equally as nervous. But one thing is for sure, Victoria knew how to speak well with a captivating voice. Her dream was to be on E! News one day. And Victoria loved writing, storytelling, and being on camera. And she did really well in the news spectrum. But there was a big downside to it. She was never really a fan of reporting on sad stories. Some of these devastating circumstances really changed her emotional capacity to report on the news. She knew she loved marketing and using her communication skills, but changing a career that she went to school for often has a stigma of being a quote-unquote failure. Victoria's parents, a contractor and a real estate broker, inspired her to get her real estate license. Mm, And this was the best decision that she made for herself. She got a license and fell in love with the word of with the world of selling. And she still got to talk to like people daily use her communication skills and marketing skills that she went to school for and help with the real estate companies uh, video advertising. And I'm going to, I'm going to pause for an unexpected coaching moment here that we can dive into Steven. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, we, we talk a lot about veering from the path, uh, that we're expected to follow as far as the the cadence of life, if you will. And Victoria clearly had a, a very uh, distinct skill set in communications, self-presentation, um, and all of that. And you don't always have to be stuck in one bubble. It's identify what those soft skills are that you possess most naturally and pivot from there. I mean, I, I went to school for the exact same thing Victoria did, the video production and mass communication. And now 
now I'm in product marketing for a headwear company um, as my nine to five outside of my pageant, um, my pageant planet passion. And it's not necessarily what I went to school for, but it's still definitely in the same vein. So don't feel like you're stuck in a bubble. And if you are, um, especially with COVID, a lot of people are in a position where they've lost their jobs and they're starting anew. Open your eyes to other opportunities and remember your pageant foundation. Your job as a pageant contestant is to interview for that job by sharing with them why you think you're the best choice. So if you're approaching the job market right now, if you are in that unfortunate position where you have to kind of start over or you have an opportunity to start a new avenue, it's lean on the skills that you have organically and pair that with your pageant preparation, which is taking every question in an interview and being able to give solid examples of how you've shown those uh, skills that apply to that job, even if it's not a direct correlation to your education. So just a little real life nugget there. And taking time to really figure out what you're good at doing is one of the most valuable things that that I did. Um, so we're all only good at like two or three things at max. I mean, don't flatter yourself. You're not going to be good at everything. So what two or three things are you best at doing? And then find jobs, businesses, et cetera, that really cater to those. Like for myself, I realized that there's three things I'm good at. I'm creative, I'm strategic, like in my thinking, and I'm a good communicator. Outside of that, I am like a lost ball in high weeds. I mean, I need people around me to basically fill in all the gaps. I can come up with the idea. I can communicate the idea and figure out the best strategy of how to implement it. But as far as maintaining it on a daily basis, I wasn't able to do that. It's not my skill set. So that's what made me a very poor employee, but a good business owner, a good leader, because I can create and then like um, disseminate and and get other people around me to help me. So the same thing is true for you. Figure out those two or three things that you're good at that you feel like, gosh, I am just, I, these are my skills. And then find out like how you can serve the world using those skills. Definitely. And a little behind the scenes for those listening, when we have our, our weekly staff calls for Pageant Planet, it's it's funny to see the back and forth because for, for those of us that have the passion for the pageant industry and have been competitors, we often will think of really what we think are really cool ideas. And Steven's like, okay, well, let's talk about the strategy behind that. And we're like, okay, maybe there isn't any. <laughs> and then we go back to, to square one. I'm like, okay, but there's something in there that makes sense. And then it's like, okay, well, let's find the root of why we thought that would be a great idea in the first place from the pageant side. And then we work with Steven to make it strategic and make it make sense for our organization. So both sides bring benefit and it's perfect when you can find a great balance of different types of people to surround yourself with. And the workplace, or if you're aiming to be an entrepreneur, if you're building a team, so important and critical to, for success. Mm, yeah. Cool. So Victoria also got to dabble into the pageant coaching industry after passing on her title of Miss World America in 2016. She founded VM Consulting, a pageant coaching company built to expand young women's confidence and make them the most competitive version of themselves. Victoria has seen women and girls from local to international win the titles of their dreams. And at 22 years old, Victoria simultaneously graduated from uh, Walter Cron... Cronkite School of Journalism and at ASU Magna Cum Laude and opened up for a commercial space for um, VM Consulting. And she has now paused pageant coaching to separate her as a competitor and her as a coach. And once she fully retires, she looks forward 
to giving back her advice and wisdom to pageant girls all over the world. Her competitive spirit, both on and off the pageant stage, helped her in the professional world as a female entrepreneur, and she enjoys selling residents of Scottsdale, Phoenix, and the West Valley in Arizona, the homes of their dreams, and her goal is to help homeowners find the home of their dreams through that whole buying and selling journey, and she works with Impressa Real Estate, and her favorite saying is, I love this, everything I touch turns to soul. <laughs> What a great marketing I slogan. And Victoria, Phoenix and Scottsdale are on my 10-year plan. So I will give you a call when I'm ready to make the move or get my summer vacation house or my winter vacation house, I guess I, I guess I should say. Yeah. Phoenix is just one of my favorite cities. It, it is it, my favorite. Scottsdale is my favorite city in America. Yeah. I mean, it's just so clean and it's like the air is so nice and the sunsets there are between oh. there and New Mexico are just beautiful. And, um, I actually found out why this is, and I don't remember who was telling me. I, I actually think as my, my nephew's girlfriend was telling me that she said, it's the, it's the dust from the desert and the sand, which kind of is in the air. And when the sun's setting, that's what gives it all that beautiful, like orange and red colors, but it's from the desert. I'm like, love oh, that. Make, that makes sense. Um, so Victoria's pageant and modeling career began at the tender age of 13 years old, and she won the titles of Miss Junior Teen Arizona in 2011 in National American Miss. Her love for pageantry was sparked through her philanthropic work that beauty, that beauty queens do in their communities. She then took a two-year break and went back and competed in freshman year of college for Miss Arizona USA at 18 years old. At this time, she had the option to compete as a teen or as a miss, and she chose to compete as one of the youngest Miss contestants and proudly placed in the top five Nailed overall. It. Yeah. Age is but a number. Uh, don't give up on your pageant dreams and goals based on your competition. Uh, competition's age or experience level. A judge is not deciding a title holder based on their age or generation, rather the spirit, passion, and heart that the title holder will provide to the title and the pageant system. Remember Victoria's pageant journey if you're ever feeling this mental block and remind yourself that you can overcome this too. Don't wait until you feel like you're at the air quotes right age. And she then took another break to focus on her studies and finish college. One of Victoria's favorite sayings is to, to live by is seize the day and help others along the way. Love that. Mm -hmm. And she is constantly inspired at the power and impact that American women can have in their country. This is what brought her to the Miss World America pageant. She's just full of catchy little phrases, isn't she? Mm -hmm. uh, Victoria was one of the youngest women competing in the pageant at the age of 19. And she knew she would have to overcome this idea that a woman has to be more developed in their education platform and career to win the title. Not immune to tough times, Victoria's parents weren't always able to provide for the whole family and they would rely on food banks. Because of this, Victoria strongly felt that she should represent feeding America in her beauty with a purpose. And that's a coaching moment too. And I've actually feel like I've harped on this quite a bit. I did it for one of our tips of the week. We talked about it in podcast pass, but the biggest thing that helped her and set her apart in developing that platform was partnering with an organization whose work and mission was already in motion. Feeding America is a national organization in the U.S. that helps uh, to feed the hungry in um, underserved communities. And it's really important to acknowledge that there are a lot of nonprofit organizations doing this work to set this up across several causes. 
And as the title holder, you can be the face of a cause and organization to help them spread their message. So become a voice for the change and for the organization versus having to do all the legwork to start their own. However, the only caution I would say is you don't want to come in hot with that organization that's probably been working for many, many years and assume the role of the face. You want to be able to first be a supporter, gain their trust, and make sure they're comfortable with what you're saying, how you're saying it, where you're sharing it. Because if you happen to say something that isn't factual or isn't aligned with their mission, that could come back in a negative way for them. So you want to really be in lockstep with whatever organization you partner with. And that's companies' biggest complaints against millennials. Like if you're a millennial listening, one of the the downsides of millennials is that they assume leadership. Um, like you walk into an organization within three weeks, you think that you should be running the show. Um, I'm a millennial, like first year, I'm the, I guess the OG millennial, because <laughs> I think it starts in 81. I was born in 81. So um, I get it. Um, and what's great is that millennials often have such fresh and refreshing ideas that they can climb to leadership roles really quickly. But to Jesse's point, you don't want to come in and assume leadership. Go in with a servant's heart, serve, find out where you can support them and meet their needs, not just to put yourself front and center. Exactly. So she first connected with the St. Mary's Food Bank, which is one of the first in America, which connected her to Feeding America, which allowed her to travel across the country and be a spokesperson for the cause. The 2015 Miss World America pageant was held at the University of D.C. in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. Each year, there are numerous hot picks or predictions that go out (laughs) stating who the crowd and social favorites are to win. And Victoria learned she would be competing against former Miss America 2011, Teresa Scanlon. And we know that's pretty historic because we had never seen a Miss America title holder, um, Miss America national winner compete in a pageant after they won the title of Miss America. Yeah, because I remember Chris Wilmer, he was the director of Miss World America at that time. And um, he was like, he reached out to me. He's like, do you know of any contestants in like Nebraska? They're looking to do an appointed title. I was like, and I had this idea. I'm like, Teresa's in Nebraska. I'm like, oh my gosh, if like that would just be such good marketing, like to get Teresa on like as a competitor for Miss World America, you know, like, so I reached out to Teresa, uh, asked her if she wanted, I was like, okay, I got a crazy idea to see if you'd be open. And so picture the idea of going to Miss World America. Um, and then for, at the time I was consulting with Montcherie. So I was like, hey, I'll, I'll take care of your dress. Um, you know, we'll do a, a sponsorship there to take care of your dress. So um, Montcherie provided the dress for Teresa Scanlon and so that she could compete. And it was like, I don't know, two weeks before the competition. So she went there. I was supposed to be the MC at Miss World America. Um, but because I made that connection point, you know, I decided best to like, I was kind of like, if she wins and then I brought her in and then I'm the MC, right. You know, it'd just be too close. So I, I didn't end up MCing cause that connection point. Um, and so she went and we'll hear the rest of the story 
soon, I guess. So yes. actually, it's me, yeah. Um, so well, I, well, I will say though, and think of Teresa in this respect. Teresa won Miss America at age 17. Mm-hmm. Most pageant contestants are not done with their journey when they're 17 years old. Yeah. So like where we've never seen that before from a Miss America coming back to compete. A lot of contestants win Miss America in their early to late 20s. And at that time, I think more recently is a little bit different. A lot of pageants have their cutoff right around the same time. So there's not been an opportunity for them to compete again. So Teresa, like that pageant bug hits you and it's, it, it bites hard and you want to compete again. So I don't blame Teresa at all for doing that. Yeah. And she's a bit of a free spirit. I mean, after, I mean, she went to the military after she was Miss America, you know, so she's, she definitely marches to the beat of her own drum, but after she went back to compete, now Miss America has something in their contract where if you win Miss America, you can't compete in another pageant. <laughs> but it's because of her. Because she was the first I didn't person. I know ever they did. had that clause. What if you're like, what if it's a Mrs. Pageant? Can you compete in a Mrs. Pageant someday? I, I don't know the specifics. I was just told by that they in, included that now in their uh, contract for their Miss Americas. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't ask for the specifics. I'm like, what if it's a different age division or whatever? I. I I didn't ask, but I, I, um, yeah, that's what I was told. And I was like, ah, well, that makes sense, uh, because of what, what she did in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So each year as a former, um, American title holders, uh, try their luck in new systems. The, the competition continues to get fiercely steep, um, a mental block that Victoria would have to overcome as she competed. In her mind, she had to remind herself that her mission was to live out her beauty with a purpose every day, especially since this is what the Miss World organization is all about. Victoria stood on stage in the final two with her fit and flare blue gown, and she was holding hands with none other than Teresa Scanlon. And at what that a moment. moment. Like, what? seriously, what a moment. Like, you're holding the hands with, like, a former Miss America on stage to see if you're going to win or not. Yep. Okay. And you're building the suspense here, Steve. I know. Thank you. At that moment, she did not expect her name to be called and was grateful to have made it to the top two. And lo and behold, it was announced that Arizona's Victoria Mendoza was the winner of Miss World America 2015. Yeah. And Teresa handled it really graciously, she clapped, did. like celebrated her. It was, it was really a beautiful moment. Um, so the next step was to represent America at Miss World 2015, which would be held in um, Sanya, China. And during her time preparing for Miss World, Victoria looked up to um, Priyanka. Priyanka, yeah, I always jack up her name, Priyanka Chopra. So our our tech team is in India, and they obviously love Priyanka. They're like, this is like her. And every time I say it, I'm like, yep, get it. But when I see her name, the it's hard for me. So anyways, she really looked up to Priyanka Chopra, uh, Miss World 20, uh, 2000 as her role model. And she knew that Priyanka was very passionate about the UNICEF and charity work. And that was the kind of Miss World that Victoria aspired to be. Living in China for a month at 20 years old taught her so much about herself. Everything, the food, culture, language was brand new to her. And this really sparked her interest in international travel as she had only traveled across the United States as West Miss World America. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Miss World, the competition lasts a month long. And that's why she was living in China for a month long. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a 30-day competition. And it's it, it really they really do it well. It's really fascinating. But um, so not to mention, like, the contestants were considered A-list celebrities and were basically 
banging on the tour bus everywhere they went like people like fans and like women children and men would be crying as they saw the beautiful contestants so it was a really a surreal moment for them so those listening like think so miss universe is like the most popular pageant in the u.s but around the world and especially in asian countries miss world is like it mm-hmm. and definitely a must take a photo kind of pageant for those that like, witness any kind of Miss World event. And Miss World winners are historically known to have a classy and elegant appearance and stage presence to them. And the pageant focuses on a contestant's speaking abilities, especially since removing the swimsuit competition in 2014. Yeah. Although Victoria did not place in the semifinals during coordination night, she was proud to have made the top 10 for the beauty of with a purpose category. This is huge since there were women with amazing projects from 127 different countries. She says, my advice for women is to go. Go fast, go fierce, go fully. There will always be a million reasons why you can't do something. You have to cling to the reasons why you should. Another solid quote from Victoria. She is quote worthy. I, I want to have a conversation with her now because... She so, sounds so eloquent in all of these quotes, and she probably is. Well, yeah, and that's right, because so she used to be um, one of our interns um, for the organization. I think that was before you joined us. Yeah, so it would have been prior to all of this happening, so prior to 2014. Yeah, and she was the queen of fashion before before you took over the, the crown, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved her writing style then. So again, I'm sure that she is a great conversationalist. So someday, Victoria, you and I will connect. Um, but pageants and business aside, Victoria is an avid traveler and often shares her journey across America to her followers on Instagram and Orlando, New York, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Los Angeles are just some of her favorites to visit. And her account is at real Victoria Mendoza. And we know most pageant queens maintain a healthy and active lifestyle even after they are out of a title or competing. And Victoria is often promoting the Ellie Activewear brand as her fitness wear of choice. While COVID was in the air, so was love. Being on lockdown has brought Victoria a blessing in itself. Just a few weeks ago, she got engaged to her now fiancé, Patrick. He is very supportive of her pageant dreams, and they are going to wait until her pageant bug has fully moved on from the Miss Division. And they bought a house, three dogs, love to travel, and really, that's all you really need. And Victoria's final message to our listeners is one final quote to bring it all home. She (laughs) says, no matter where you come from, what you have done, what you have been through, you can do anything through any adversity or personal crisis. You can overcome these obstacles and live the life you want. And if you'd like to be a future contestant for our next podcast, create a contestant profile with all of your information, hidden facts, and what makes you special. Then email us support at pageantplanet.com with the title podcast feature and the link to your profile and we will review it and then we'll let you know after you submit if you're scheduled and also a special shout out to Maria Giorlando for doing the research and thank you for listening and if you've received any benefit from this show or from ones previous please consider giving us a five-star review it might seem like a small action but it really does help us keep the show going so until next time take care Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.